Hello, and welcome to Dismantle Racism. I am your host, the Reverend Dr. TLC, and on the Dismantle Racism show, we seek to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism because we want to create a world where racial equity is the norm. Today's episode is about the revolutionary act of self-preservation. I am so delighted today to have my guest with Marlesia Autry with me, and we are going to talk about how we as individuals who engage in this work of dismantling racism, how do we care for ourselves and really how do we as people of color preserve ourselves during these difficult, difficult times. But as always, before I get too far into today's show, I'd like to invite us to take a breath. And I know for me personally, I just need to take a breath with all that is going on around me. So why don't we settle in for a moment to center ourselves and to find our breath, to tune into that which gives us life. So take a moment to connect with divine wisdom, our sacred intelligence, which is that divine part of us that helps us to make intelligent choices. So I invite you to breathe in the knowledge that these choices manifest your greatness while helping others to manifest their greatness. Just take a moment to breathe in, to breathe out, finding your centering place. And as you breathe in and out, remind yourself that you are loved and that you are love itself. Breathe in and out. The knowledge that you are a part of a shared humanity and carry within you the power to heal and to be a part of changing the status quo. Breathe in and out, acknowledging the power of one contributes to the power of community. Take a deep breath in and sigh it out. And again, welcome to today's show. Surviving systemic racism and all of its uh, difficulties is very taxing to black and brown people. The inequities that these harmful ideologies that exist out there have created uh, more difficult and um, avenues for us to engage in our day-to-day living. It impacts us emotionally, mentally, physically, and spiritually. And we've talked about some of these issues before on the show, but today I really want to focus on self-preservation. Audre Lorde said, caring for myself is not self-indulgence. It is self-preservation. And that is an act of political warfare. And while I try to stay away from language that speaks about violence, what we as Black Indigenous people of color experience on a day-to-day basis is like an assault on our bodies. Whether we look to the right or to the left in front of us or behind us, we are confronted with acts of racism every single day in places where we least expect it. So how, how do we cope? How do we deal with that? Well, the brilliant Marlesia Autry is going to give us some words of encouragement and some tools to help us. And I dare say that these tools are not only important for BIPOC people, but they are important for white people as well if you are engaged in the work of dismantling racism, because it's wearying work for all of us. So Marlesia believes within everyone, there's brilliance that needs to be nurtured. She's called to this work by the voices that are not always nurtured, but are often silenced, ignored, and misunderstood. 
Marlesia is committed to being a part of creating safe spaces that offer multiple ways to learn, grow, and thrive. Her coaching and facilitation philosophies are deeply rooted in a call to action statement she once read in one of Shirley Chisholm's speeches. One learns by participating in the situation, listening, observing, and then acting. As an educator in many capacities for over 20 plus years, and after spending 10 of those years in an equity cons- as an equity consultant, Chisholm's words are part of Marlesia's way of being. She is indeed a brilliant, compassionate woman who is committed to dismantling racism. And so I'm so delighted that she brings her experience of working in the language arts area, reading um, and um, staff development, working in school districts. She brings a plethora of experience to us today. So Marlesia Autry, I want to welcome you to the show. I'm so happy you're here. Thank you. Thank you so much, um, Dr. TLC. I like saying that. Um, Thank you for having me. I feel very honored to be in your space. So thank you. Well, Marlesia, I'm going to get right to it because self-preservation is uh, something that we talk about and something that we throw around. We throw around actually the word self-care a lot. And so what is the thing that you do that helps to at least ground you for this work? And I'm sure that there's more that you do even as you engage in self-preservation over spans of time, but what just helps to ground you and solidify you and helps you to be committed to this work? Well, there are um, a lot of different things uh, because as you talked about the complexity of this work, a constant that goes through it is prayer, meditation, and writing. That grounds me. But depending on what has happened, because you know in this work, people will try your girl. They will try you with, you know, their words, their actions. So things that ground me, music. I love music. Um, I love connecting with people that I'm close to, that I love, family, friends, um, laughing, laughing is my medicine, watching movies, shows that I've watched over and over again, and I can mm. recite them, you know, I could act them out, judge if you must, um, <laughs> you know, laughing at myself, um, and, you know, the things that go on in my life, and, you know, there's some people that don't think I'm that funny, but, you know, they're probably listening, and I know they laugh inside, but, you know, we'll let them be on their turn <laughs> like um, and dancing, dance. I love, 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 love to dance. Um, as of late, I haven't been able to dance as much because I've shared with you that I'm dealing with a chronic autoimmune, um, some autoimmune issues. So I'm not able to move my body as much as I'd like to, but I can do a mean chair dance. So, right, yeah, right. so those are the things that ground me. You know, Marlisi, as you're talking, um, you know, I think it's really important for people to understand That when people of color do this work that we do, when we facilitate and train and offer classes, and we're constantly talking about dismantling racism, it's really important for people to understand that in addition to doing it on a formal level, that we also experience, just like other BIPOC people who are experiencing racism every day, it's everywhere. So we're getting it like 20 Four, seven. We're working, we're working on it. And then we hear things on uh, television, like uh, in the news, like has come out in the recent week, in recent weeks where NFL players who are black get paid less money when they have uh, a, a brain injury, because supposedly we show up with a lower cognitive ability than whites do. I mean, you know, we're looking at NFL players and, you know, for those people who are into that, you're watching a game, but not understanding that, wait, there's a whole bunch of racism going on, even at this moment. So in addition to hearing to the trainings, we hear stories like this, that repeatedly can weigh on us. And then we have our own issues. Like you said, you have an autoimmune uh, issue that you have to deal with on a day-to-day basis. So I just need to breathe through that myself. Right. 
And breathe. Just, let's breathe in all the way. All of it. All of it. So yeah. talk it about self-preservation. Um, it's it's wow. important. Like everything that you talked about, it layers on us. And, you know, you have to detox that out. Otherwise, it's going to keep layering on. And you might do a little healing and kind of move it away. But if not, it could, you know, calcify and it's there and it just keeps moving on. But the self-preservation has to be something that's actually going to help you. That's actually going to be there for you. Um, With the autoimmune issue that I have, it affects people differently. You know, Mm -hmm. it's the same thing affects differently. So what you do has to be something that works for you. Mm -hmm. I know even preparing for this session today, I had to kind of say, okay, you know what? I need to rest. I need to, I can't do this. I need to get so that I am a hundred percent present, you know? So the self-preservation, I I talk about it from a space of a mindset, a heart space and an inner knowing Mm. like that. Those are the things like, what's my mindset have to be? What is my, you know, my heart space? How do I do that? What's my inner knowing? And, you know, we all have an inner knowing from when we were a little bitty, but sometimes it gets covered up or dismissed or devalued. Mm, I love that. And because, well, because, you know, for me, I always talk about this inner knowing as, as our secret intelligence. And, you know, as, as I'm listening to you talk about all of this, it's tricky, isn't it? Because our health, our mental health impacts our physical health and our emotional health. So really there's, there's, it's hard to kind of separate the trauma that we feel mentally. And how does that impact one in terms of the diseases that we carry around in our bodies? And so when we come back, because we're going to have to take a, a quick break in a minute, but when we come back, I want you to talk a little bit more about how you deal with all of this introspectively and, and the mindset that you're talking about that keeps us uh, in this healthy space. So we're going to take a quick break. This is Dismantle Racism. I'm your host, the Reverend Dr. TLC. My guest today is Marlicia Autry, and we'll be right back. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you interested in having a better relationship with yourself, others, and God? Greetings. I'm your host, Dr. George Andow, for the show, A Journey Through Into Awareness. On my show, we journey into the awareness that the mind of God is the true seat of our personal consciousness. We join together each Monday at 7 p.m., so tune in on Talk Radio NYC. Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. back with Dismantle Racism. I'm your host, the Reverend Dr. TLC. My guest today is Marlicia Autry, and we are talking about self-preservation. Before the break, Marlicia, we were talking about having to have really the right sort of 
mindset to be able to reflect and, and engage in, in our own healing. Talk to me a little bit about the mindset that we need or the steps that we need to take towards self-preservation. With, you know, with the mindset, like I said, it, you know, it has to be a, 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 a place that really connects with you. And I think about it as a mindset of reflection, a mindset of introspection. So starting with the reflection more, you know, the deep thought, it's really asking yourself, you know, when I'm doing this work, when I'm doing these trainings, whether it's a, a facilitation or a, a conversation or a coaching, you know, what is the impact on me and what is my impact on others? Mm. So I want to break down the first one. What is the impact on me? I remember when I used to do trainings full-time for this equity-based company, it was a two-day training I did. I was in Minnesota. We had asked the question about race and a white educator, a white male educator was sharing his story. And he started dropping the N-word, not, you know, in his story, like, it, you know, and, and talking about like his experience and what, where he heard it. And he was doing it from a place of this is my story and this is what I'm saying. He wasn't calling me when the N-word, he was just talking about it. But after the seventh time he dropped it, my inner knowing was like, <laughs> you know what, there's something going on here and I need to, to trust that. The both end of it is he was telling his story and I feel like he was like subtly jabbing at that space. <laughs> So, you know, how is this an impact on me? Me, Marlesia, I'm hearing this and it's impacting me as an educator and a facilitator of color. So I know it's impacting others or I can assume that. So I have to think about, you know, doing this work. I'm not just taking care of me. I've got to make sure the space is safe. Mm, so, and, yeah, yeah, I have to like know, that's, that's into that. Deep. It's deep to have to, to take care of you and others. And that's the other thing about being a trainer as a person of color doing this work. We are navigating so many things at the same time. We're navigating trying to take care of everybody in the space and right. ourselves. So it's interesting because when you talk about that, the impact, mm -hmm. I had a similar experience when I was a student at Yale and the instructor dropped the N word as well. And I, I, I was like, did she just say, you right. know, what I think she said, and I knew in that moment while I was sitting there, like navigating that word and people use it. And, and for me, I'm never okay with white people. Right. using. So if anybody has a question about it, I'm never okay. Some other people might be, but I'm not. And so right. that, that, I just want to make that clear because it, it becomes right. a conversation. Right. And so what I found that I had to do afterwards, because I noticed what I did was pay attention to other people in the room as well. And being a little bit older and, you know, already had my PhD, so I really didn't care, like whatever happens. Right. And I went to speak to her after with a young man and just told her it's not okay right. for you to use that word. And, and, and maybe you need to you know, contextualize it, even if right. you feel like you need to say it, but I don't, well, actually she, she tried to, but I still felt kicked in the stomach. Absolutely. And so what, what I hear you saying, when you talk about that inner knowing is, is honor what feels. Right. right. And speak to it and then work through it. Like you, like you said, and I did something similar with him. He brustled up and then he, you know, he was like, well, I thought, you know, this was a space where I can say what I need to say and say my truth and all of that. I'm like, it is. And when it starts impacting someone else, we got to shut it down. And then, you know, he started talking again and he threw it in a couple more times. Then I had to go within and I had to take a breath and check yourself <laughs> and check myself before I wreck myself in the whole space. Right. Just, you know, my inner knowing looked at his inner knowing, you know, that face you give right. the face. I'm not a parent, but the mama face where you look at him like you got one more time. Right. <laughs> we already had this conversation. Right. And, right? and it was clear <laughs> in that moment that he used it again. Right. He actually was ignoring. He was ignoring the period as a boundary. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And so, and so how in that moment, Marlesia, if we're talking about understanding our inner knowing. And we're talking about a need to understand what's happening in the room. 
then how do you preserve yourself in that moment? It, you, you have to know yourself. And that's where the reflection comes in, where you're reflecting. But then the introspection comes in where you start unpacking, you know, what are, what are my ways of interacting with others? Because the other question I ask is, you know, what is my impact on others? You know, I just broke it down, like, you know, what I was processing with him. And, you know, I have to think about when I am talking to someone, am I bringing forth accountability and support? I'm going to hold you accountable for what you say, but I'm also going to give you support. It's not going to be accountability and annihilation. It has to be accountability and support. And that, you know, that has to be a part of that introspection where I am sitting back and saying, you know what, I know when someone says this, or when I have, you know, set the space and we talked about it, we talk about the the boundaries and people jump over those, how not to let them take me there. So let's back up then, because, you know, I, people often say to me, I don't know how you do it, how, how, how you engage in this work, because people will do something like that. Right. Right. How do, you do it. I believe though, in order for you to be in that space of introspection, reflection mm-hmm. and introspection in that moment, Long before you got in that room, all of what you talked about before in terms of grounding yourself was important. Absolutely. What is the mindset though? So you, you know, you talked about what you do with dancing and loving to do all these things, but what is, what is the mindset that you have to uh, have in order to do this work in the first place to say, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to experience this trauma because it absolutely is, is traumatizing when we do this work sometimes. So back up for us a little bit. Yeah. The, the backing up to the mindset is I have to have a mindset of, you know, knowing myself and understanding, you know, what is my way of interacting and engaging with someone? What is my way of holding people accountable with support? You know, what is, what are my things that you know, someone says something, I need to take a breath and I need to sit back and really going through that and being honest by asking questions like, well, what was my part in this? Mm. Oh, what is my, my part in this? Yes. You know, because mm-hmm. I know my face, I, I, I was once told I'm a woman of extremes. I took a Tai Chi class and he was showing me the, the different moves and I'd either go really far or really slow. So I know sometimes it can be poker face and smile, you know, it could be you know, uh, an extreme piece. So I have to know when I show up with someone, it could be very much like boom in your face, or it could be love and light. So I have to know what is my part in this, even if the person does something like saying the N word and really using in that way that I can, you know, deem as being, you know, that's not okay. I have to recognize how I break it down. You know, your mindset around that is really you know, how do I, because I, I, I think about it in terms of I've seen other um, people of color who do this work, you know, I have to ask the question, what's my impact on others, other people of color who do this work, who do it, and they're brilliant, but then you leave the space feeling wounded and depleted, and mm-hmm. I don't ever want to be in that space, so it's the, you know, my mindset has to be, do I know myself, how do I know myself, how am I stepping into this place? What is my part in it? Either then that my part in it could be positive or it could be something that's not working as well. So mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be a deficit thought process. Wow, Marlicia, it's like a lot of moving parts. So before we enter into the space of training, then once we're in that training, even as we are supporting and teaching others, what you're you're saying is we're constantly doing an evaluation and checking in Absolutely. with you because what I heard you say though you didn't use this word exactly is that we have to know our triggers. Yes. Yeah. And I also have to know, uh, you know, as a facilitator when I'm doing this, uh, and I and wonder how uh, you feel with it about this, but I often have to just say to myself in that moment. This isn't personal mm-hmm. and people are a product right. of their environments. So now how do I go forth to engage in healing in this moment as well? So absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And you spoke to it and I, I don't think I mentioned this, but it's, it's like the, 
training or whatever you're doing doesn't start at nine o'clock or eight o'clock. It starts before it happens during and it happens after. So even when I'm preparing, even when I'm creating the the um, presentation or the things that I'm going to talk about, I'm thinking about what's the space, what's the thing that I want to bring in, you know, and even sometimes I'll walk into the space before people come in and I'll walk around and I'll say a prayer or I'll say, you know, please let me show up as my highest self. Please let this space be safe, you know, whatever it is, you know, sometimes real talk, I'm like, please don't let me jack nobody up today. You know? <laughs> I am not judging at all because what you're doing again, as you're saying, please help me to stay grounded. And you right. know, this is, this is real talk. Marlisa. Yeah. This is what yeah. I love about it because when, you know, when folks see us engaged in the work, they just see us as the facilitator engaged. Right in the work but there's a whole bunch going on a lot scenes. a lot and, a lot and and you know truth be told sometimes you might be thinking when somebody says something crazy you you know there's a thought that goes through your mind you know right. but at the same time because we've already asked to to be our higher self that day right right and and to be and truth be told uh this has developed over time. So yes. often when people say to me, how do you do this? I'll say, well, I, I didn't start out this way. Right. <laughs> when I first started out, I wanted to come in and, and, and just be like, okay, look, this is right. who you are. And right. so let's deal with it right now. But I've learned that you have to bring people to that, that place um, where they can hear you. Absolutely. And in order for us to bring people to that place of where they can hear us, then we have to model that, we do. that behavior, that mindset. And so I love that, that you talk about the reflection going before you go in, we have to reflect, do self-assessment, but then even while we're there, we have to do reflection yes. and introspection. And so I want to talk when we come back from the break, because we have to take another, okay. uh, uh, quick break, but while we're on mindset and before we go a little bit deeper into the self-preservation, I'd like to, when we come back to talk about what are the mindsets that support uh, addressing the disparities, the injustices and racism. And I think it may be similar to what you're just, what you're saying, but if there's anything different about uh, this mindset, because I think there's a mindset that supports. Right. Injustices and racism, absolutely. But even for those people who are not trainers, mm. but who are just dealing with this day to day because it's a lot. Right. So, is there a particular? Is there a mindset that's different from what you've already offered that would support addressing these issues? So, let's say you're you're Joe Blow walking down the street and something is happening. So when we come back, I'd love to hear if you have any additional uh, thoughts about that. So we are going to be right back with Dismantle Racism. I'm your host, the Reverend Dr. TLC. My guest today is Marlesia Autry. We'll be right back. Howdy, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7 Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Are you a cannabis enthusiast, a cannabis professional, or interested in entering the cannabis space? I'm Johnny Tsunami, and this is Planet Baco Lolo, a less taboo view. On our show, we will discuss the cannabis world through the perspective of various cannabis professionals. Tune in every Thursday evening, Eastern Standard Time, 6 p.m., Talk Radio NYC, Planet Baco Lolo, a less taboo view. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? 
Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. We're back with Dismantle Racism. My guest today is Marlesia Autry. And Marlesia, before the break, you had given us the, the mindset for those of us who are facilitators when we are dealing with disparities and injustices uh, that injustices that are out here in the world. Is it different for people who are not facilitators uh, when they or we are are confronting we as people of color are confronting these issues or would you say it's the same I mean I I would say it's slightly different in the fact that when you're a facilitator it's a different arena it's a different um, area you have like I said earlier like I'm responsible for keeping spaces safe and that is a part of what I've taken on Um, It's very similar in ways that, you know, I was talking about the idea of detoxing, because if you're, you know, a person who's just going through this, and you're not facilitating, you're taking in stuff too, and you Mm -hmm. need to detox as well. So when I think about, you know, things I would offer to them, in addition to people who do this work, is, you know, really unpacking this idea of self-help and or self-care, I meant self-care. by being fiercely protective of your peace and Mm. who you are and how you show, you know, show up. I always say, you know, value who you are and how you are and be Mm. willing to grow and be willing to learn, but also Mm. be fiercely protective of your boundaries, your peace and your boundaries, because if not, then that heal, like you're continuously getting all this stuff that's coming on you and you're not able to, to, to detox it. And you oh. got to figure out what does that mean to you? you right. know? Like the difference between barriers and boundaries, like having those boundaries there. Mm. Um, we'll speak to that a little bit when you say yeah. the difference between barriers and barriers boundaries. And, yeah, boundaries are, are I, I feel like boundaries are something, even though it might sound like it's something that separates you, it's something that protects you. Mm. You know, barriers are, I don't want to talk about it, I, you know, and it's like, there's a different, and that's my, my um, take on it. Mm. So it's just really doing that. And I think that people get, and I'll speak for myself. I know that I put up barriers, not boundaries when I betrayed myself, when I have stepped into a space and allowed for something to happen that I knew, okay, this is not okay. Or being in a space where maybe someone is, you know, valued positionally more than me, they do something. And then I don't say anything. I sit back. I mean, this could happen in a personal life or professional wow. life. Wow, yeah, you're speaking so right now. You're you're speaking with these barriers and boundaries. Yeah, uh, it's, it's uh, that's so great that you're clarifying the difference between a barrier in terms of just shutting it down, but still not dealing with right. anything. But the boundaries being more about I'm I'm placing a limit here. So right. that you, the other person, you don't cross that boundary. Right. And it's for, it's for my protection and real talk is for yours too. Cause you want me healthy. Like you want me to engage with you in a healthy spirit. <laughs> 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 you know, 
you don't want me to show up with all my because we don't know what's going to happen after that. Well, you know, but, I, yeah. I, appreciate you, I appreciate you saying that is is because and and actually it works towards healing yes. relationships. And so, can you talk a little bit about that? Because I know with the work that you do, <laughs> it's reflection, introspection, and then there's a healing component. So, what what do we need to do to heal? To, you know, finding finding those spaces that rejuvenate you, you know, being around like-minded people. If you're in the work and you're doing this, being around others that are going through the same experiences you, as you, not just racially, but also just as a facilitator, as a person who's actually, you know, responsible for this. And even if you're not a facilitator, being around people who have some similar experiences in addition to people who haven't, but more importantly for the healing so that you can talk about it. Cause I know I had a colleague that I worked with um, for years and years, and we actually just started reconnecting and working again, where we would have trainings and we just look at each other and be like, mm-hmm. you know, like, I know the listeners can't see my face, but yeah. just like, yeah. uh, you know, but you're uh, on Facebook blank, Live, so they can they can see. That's you. true. <laughs> yeah, but just a blank space where it's like I need to be around people that I don't have to explain certain things to. Yeah, but but can also push me. You know, I'm a part of a. Um, I was invited to be on um, a website called equ- EquityParlor.com, where there's like like-minded people, and mm-hmm. the premise around it is we all are doing the same work but it's not about competition. It's right. about a collective, a constellation of people who are bringing this, you know, these ideas together so that we could all learn and grow because we all have something to bring to it. So that mm-hmm. healing place, you know, being fiercely protective of yourself, not betraying yourself. And, and I didn't say this, but if you do, forgiving yourself and figuring out where was the, the breakdown you know, being around like-minded people, feeding your soul, feeding you, you know, feeding your, your mind Mm. around that and checking in with yourself, like checking in, you know, for real, for real, how am I? No, no, no. For real, for real. How am I? You know, just I I love that you you're saying that. And I, and I get so excited that when people are talking about, but when you say for real, for real, how am I? Because Mm -hmm. I'm reflecting as I'm talking to you, I once heard you uh, as a facilitator um, guide and, and and as a person who was doing this work guided us around Paul Lawrence Dunbar's We Wear the Mask. Yes. And I actually have used that since then in some facilities, some facilitation that I've done that wasn't related to race, but really about unmasking. It is so important for us when we're with each other to also have take that mask. Right. To take you know? it, yeah, to take it, to take it down, clean it off and, you know, shake it and, you know, maybe create another one that's, you know, boundaries, protection, you know, even though it could be seen as a barrier, but really, you know, because we have to be in that space, you know, we don't want to be in the place, like the poem said, you know, we wear the mask that grins and lies. Yeah. You know? Do you know it? Can you say it for, for, oh, I, I got the Google, so I know oh, most of it, okay. but I can look <laughs> Well, well, later then, if it comes up, it's so important because I remember that piece in there about wearing the mask that grins and lies, right? Because every Mm -hmm. day we have to show up as, as these people who are caring for other people and, and look, not just facilitators, right? but, But every day people of color, when they go to work, they, they exactly. show their authentic self. You can't. And even on, like, I, I haven't had this experience, but I've heard about it, you know, with the pandemic and, you know, people being on zoom, you know, it's like, turn your camera on and, you know, you're in your house. Like I, I experienced that sometimes as kind of using zoom as a weapon. It's like, when you're in the space, of course you can't turn off. I know we, I wish I could, because sometimes people be trying me, but you know, it's that we wear the mask that grins and lies that hides our cheeks and shades our eyes. When we are around people, people say stuff that you don't always, you can't always address or don't want to always address or don't have the space to address, but you need to deal with it. And again, I go back to the detox. It's these layers of things, you know, like you said, the woman said, did she say that? 
Like mm-hmm. I, I've all like, what did, wait, did they just say that? Mm-hmm. You go through these things and it's like, we don't want it to be um, something that we just go through and to get through. Right. I, I, I so appreciate <laughs> what you just said, and this is important for our listeners too. Sometimes things are said in a space that we can't address at that moment. It doesn't mean that we didn't recognize that it was something that was impactful, but it depends on whether it's something that's going to take us far off of right. where we know that we need to go with, with what we're doing. And we can always come back at a later point and address it. But I think what you're also saying is if we don't address it in order to get that healing, at some right. point we have to unpack it. I know that um, also for the work that you do. So we t- you've talked about reflection, introspecting, excuse me, introspection and healing. But what about rejuvenating? Yes. I know that's a yes. part of your work as well. It is. It, it's really important to rejuvenate yourself, you know, pouring into yourself um, in ways that make you learn and grow. You know, it's, I'm, I love books, so I'm a reader. So I read. If, if books aren't your thing, what is your thing? You know, going to live music or going to plays or going to things where people are having conversations about what you're in in a space that you can, you know, go into that. And just, you know, on the physical level, just really thinking about what am I putting in my body? What am I eating? You know, and I went to a naturopath once and we kind of went through my diet. It was right when I first got diagnosed and I was kind of looking at, you know, should I change my diet and all of this? And because I had gone to another um, person and they were like, oh, you know, because I, you know, I, I like, you know, macaroni and cheese and, you know, all of that. And I literally cried when she was like, you got to cut out the cheese. And this was before the vegan cheeses that actually taste good. I literally cried. I was like, no, no, (laughs) no. But I say that to say things with moderation. So food does fuel me. Food does rejuvenate me. It reminds me of home. It reminds me of, you know, safe space. You know, it reminds me of, you know, my heritage and where I come from. So finding those things to rejuvenate yourself and being open to finding new things, you know, to rejuvenate yourself as you go forward. Yes. I love that. And listen, I so feel your pain when you talk about having to cut out things. So the, so the laughter was more in the way you were looking, right. I have to cut this out because to cut out something that you love in order to to preserve yourself. Right. Uh, Wow. I, 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 I so love this idea of rejuvenating ourselves because sometimes when you're committed to the work, there's this idea that you have to work, work, work all the time Uh, because there's so much to do. There's so much healing that needs to be done. But when we come back, Marlesia, my question for you is, do you think that there is ever a place where we turn it off And uh, and we'll talk about that when we come back because I had some experiences um, that I want to just mention when we when we come back. But I, I'd love to hear your take on: Do we ever turn it off? So we are needing to take a break. This is the Dismantle Racism Show. We will be right back with my guest today, Marlicia Archery. Hey, everybody! It's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector, coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Do you feel uninformed about menopause and how it impacts on your life? Hi, I'm Pat Duckworth, women's health strategist and host of the Hot Women Rock radio show, empowering women leaders at menopause. Join me every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. UK Time on talkradio.nyc for interviews with inspirational women who will share their top tips to rock your world. Have you ever thought of reinventing yourself? Are you looking to create a new life's journey? Hi, I'm 
Kevin Barbaro, host of Coffee Talk XL, every Tuesday night, live, 8 p.m. Eastern, on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live to hear me and my guests from a variety of different backgrounds. As a former college coach and a current full-time actor and owner of multiple companies, my show is as eclectic as my life. That's Coffee Talk XL, every Tuesday night, 8 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. We are back with Dismantle Racism. We are in our final segment, Marlesia, and I feel like there's so much to talk about. Right. I, I would like to know, though, before <clears throat> I mention to you, is there a place that we can ever turn off, uh, you know, really seeing racism, having this desire to, to, to heal, you know, to help others along the journey? And I ask that because... I took the whole month of August off and it was great, great, great. Uh, But even as I was rejuvenating spiritually and I went to this wonderful, wonderful place, I I, I noticed things. I couldn't help but just to notice where, um, you know, perhaps I noticed my tapestry, so to speak. I noticed who were the people who held certain positions at the place, who were the wait staff. I noticed how the place was decorated, all of those things. I noticed who showed up right? retreat <laughs> center, right. right? So I was able to do it in a way where I didn't feel, you know, weighted down and bogged down. I actually did it in a way that uh, served to uplift me because then it also tells me where I'll spend my money continue to spend my money right that's real talk right there yes and and that's what and that's what folks really need to know because right. one of the for people of color is we pay attention to things and think oh you know I won't come back here again so what do you think about that you know yeah, like yeah the I guess the the first thing I'm always in the mindset of both and I would say no it's hard to shut off and I'm open to the possibility of figuring out ways to shut off. Um, mm-hmm. I went, um, went out with this guy and we were watching, it was before Netflix and chill. We weren't chilling, so don't judge me. But we were just watching uh, <laughs> watching a movie and it was a period piece. And um, in my, it was, it, and I, I, I was, we were just watching it and I said something like, there aren't any people of color in this. And, you know, and then I said something else. And then he said, can we just watch the movie without thinking about anything? Obviously, we're not together anymore because eh, no, <laughs> no. but um, but what that brought up for me, you know, in the reflection piece is that some people can turn it off and some people can't and some people choose to and some people choose not to. But the mm-hmm. open for possibilities for me is if I can't always all the way turn it off can I dim it can I turn it down a bit and really how like so if I'm watching something and it gets me into an emotional place can I watch it and honor Mm -hmm. that this is coming up for me and like not let it take over my whole way of being in that moment so it's not like I'm ignoring it but really finding that new way to really delve into it so that's what I would say you know and and again you have to find your own way Mm. you have to find your way of what it means to you because certain things might hit you differently than it might hit someone else wow wow that's really important because I know that I think in the summer my my daughter and I watched a period piece uh, (laughs) that we really enjoyed but we also talked about the colorism that was in the movie and we talked right. about who was missing, but we still enjoyed the piece anyway. So it wasn't just a, a, an either or. And I, and I feel like it's often hard for me for it to be an either or because it makes me aware. And because I'm also secure <clears throat> where 
I am with my racial identity development. Mm-hmm. I know where I am and I can acknowledge it and keep going. So today you've actually talked with us in terms of self-preservation. We've gone through reflection, introspection, healing, rejuvenating. And this last piece that you've talked about really, in fact, is just about being open. And I think that being open probably encompasses a lot more than what you, you've had time to really talk about here. But um, I love that you also say connect with your inner, inner knowing. And that's what it, all of the factors that you've talked about, all of the components that you've talked about has to do with our inner knowing. And so many of us deny ourselves, right? Inner knowing, we don't trust ourselves, right? And we we have to be in that place. And what I've learned is to trust myself in novel situations. So I'm a Capricorn. I'm an introvert. You know, I'm an independent woman. You know, I like I have all of these things. Like I, you know, so I I'm very. And now <clears throat> with the gift of the autoimmune, I call it a gift today. Yesterday, I called it something else, but okay, okay. <laughs> but it's, it's, I, what it has taught me is that I can't be in control of everything, but I can be in a space of when something happens that I've been preparing myself and I can handle it. If it's new, if it's something I've never seen before, you know, I, I have what it takes. And as you say, everything you have is within you. Yes, it is. It is within you. Well, Marlisa, I want to just ask you this because, you know, as a psychologist and as a facilitator, a pastor, all of these things, you know, I do a lot of talking and I interact with a lot of people. And sometimes you actually don't know how you're impacting people's lives until somebody comes back years later sometimes and say, oh my gosh, you really impacted me. So it doesn't always take years later, but sometimes. <laughs> so is there a person or student or somebody in your life that you can think about that you know that you've impacted? What are, who, who is a person that you can point to and what are some of the things they're doing right now? There's so many. There's so very many um, that I could speak to, and, but I want to point, pinpoint one person because he is in something that I want to shout out. Um, one of my former students, Tremaine Duncan, he is in Aurora, Colorado. He is a teacher. He is a husband. He is a father. He's a former student of mine. Um, he was in AVID, which is Advancement via Individual Determination. And he's running for school board. And in November, he's going to be doing that. And he inspired me so much more than I'm sure I inspired him. And I don't, I know there are a lot of people who have done that for me. So I don't want to display, but I want to, because voting is so important because this, I, I want to highlight that because he is showing through his actions that it's not just about me. It's about my community. It's mm-hmm. about making sure that students have a better time of it than possibly I had, you know, then I'm not going to tell his story, but just want making it better for others Mm. that's that's the new possibility and it gives me hope and it's inspiring but there you know that's I did I wanted to pinpoint that because of the voting and because Mm. it's important so if you're in Aurora Colorado or know someone check him out Tremaine Duncan he's running for school board Aurora Public Schools Mm, I love that and I I love (laughs) the, the students the people that we you know, knew uh, way back then. Of course, you were you were a child when you were teaching. Yeah, obviously, because, you course. know that old pre- now. But I'm a pre-elder yeah. now. I'm almost yeah. fifty, so I'm a pre-elder. Oh, but I was a child. Was oh child. yes, <laughs> it's wonderful to see. It's wonderful to see that we we the ways in which we can impact people's lives, and that's what I want the listening audience to know and to realize is that. We don't have to be out there shouting from the rooftops. We right. do what we can, where we can, when we can, because you don't ever know whose life you're impacting. And as to, as I hear you talk about Tremaine, it's one of the 
rewarding things about doing this work. And it's one of the reasons we do this work. So when folks say, why do you do it? Tremaine, it's why you yes. do it. Because there are a million Tremaines that are out there. Absolutely. And so I really, really appreciate it. So Marlicia, are there any um, final words or parting words that you would have for us today? Um, I just, you know, I just want to offer this honor who you are, honor how you are and your lived experience and be willing to open up to, you know, learning and growing. Uh, it's important, like you are important and your voice is important. And what if, what if everybody stood in their own inner knowing mm. and, and showed up that way? It would be like a connecting you know, because everyone has a, a special brilliance mm. that needs to be shown. So honor who you are, honor how you are in your lived experience and be willing to learn and grow by being reflective, introspective and, you know, doing all the things that we talked about today. Mm, I love that. I love that. Honor who you are by like really just listening to your inner knowing. Yeah. Marlisa, how can our audience get in touch with you? So I uh, mentioned the equityparlor.com. I am on that with some other colleagues and um, Marlisa at marliciaaautry.com. I am there. Um, so, you know, you can also email me at marlicia at marliciaaautry.com if you want to talk, chat, ask any questions. Mm. Well, Marlisa, it has truly, truly been a delight to uh, hear all about the ways in which we can truly engage in self-preservation. Uh, keep doing the work that you are doing because it is so needed out here for uh, for all of us. And and as we said before, the work that you do isn't just for um, the work on self preservation isn't just for people of color but white people can also learn from this and your work in equity is mm -hmm. is really you deal with all races when you're doing your work on equity so thank you so much for all you do thank you to my thank listening you. audience today for just listening in and so today we pray that you will tap into that sacred part of you that allows you to make choices that manifest the good in you and those around you know that we are all one and exist because of one another make it a priority to share love hope compassion and peace today be well be safe be encouraged until next time Medicine work too. Oh, cool. Do you so, run or uh, are ready to open my your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern Time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Did you know that nearly one in five adults in the U.S. battles mental illness? Hi, my name is Albert Dabba. I'm the host of the show Extra Inning. 
Your endings, I discuss the topics of wellness, mental health, and the experience of surviving multiple suicides within my family. Listen live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern to Extra Innings for discussions with sports figures, artists, mental health professionals, many others. That's Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be frank about health to advocate for all of us. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.